Hey everybody, welcome back to the Row Hunting Resources Podcast. Um, I know it has been a while since I posted one. Actually, April 23rd was the last one I posted. And I apologize for that. But like many of you here in 2020, there's been a whole bunch of things going on in my life uh, since then that have just been an absolute... I don't know. It's been a... It's been an interesting ride, let's just say that. Um, and quite honestly, it's funny. I've, I've actually sat down to record a podcast and explain some of what's been going on. I think this is, I think this is effort number five or six. And I've just struggled to figure out how to even share half the stuff that, that I wanted to share with you. And then, then I end up struggling with the fact that, you know, maybe you don't even give two flips about <laughs> half the stuff that I've been dealing with. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I need your feedback. You know, do you, there's some people that I, that I know that, well, let's just put it this way. Um, it's not that I want to make any of my podcasts political per se, but there are some things that I have as far as my certain value sets and, and some of my beliefs, uh, belief structure, uh, that are, that, maybe collide with or um, find friction with some of what's been going on lately, number one. Number two, there's been some other personal things going on in my life that had some pretty significant, well, how do I want to put it? So, okay, let me just just put it out there. Um, For those that don't follow me personally on Facebook, and I mean my Chris Rowe account, I try to keep my my personal account separate from my row hunting resources. And so I don't just accept every friend request that comes across, you know, Facebook. Um, so not everybody that follows me on row hunting resources also follows me personally. Uh, because I do on my personal page, I share personal things and personal beliefs and, and ideas. And, and there are some people, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like a lot of you, you know, when we we all kind of joke and laugh about you know in some cases you know you'll hear you know actors and actresses um talking politics and and people just roll their eyes and are like shut up i don't want to hear your politics i just you know i i enjoy what you do for your profession and i value your talents in your profession so just just stick stay in your lane do what you just shut up with your politics and just do what you do best and and on the on the big screen and so there's part of me that thinks that too you know for me i'm there's part of me that i know some people are like you know what chris we don't care about what anything else we just we just maybe just want to hear what you have to say about hunting related stuff or calling or behavior vocalizations or biology and yada 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 um however there are other people that just enjoy listening to someone just absolutely i don't know a lot of my previous efforts on sharing information with you were not hunting related at all. Number one and number two, the reason why I had to, I just kept redoing. I, I mean, literally, I just recorded an entire hour and a half podcast earlier, and then I just got back, started going through it to to load it. And I'm like, nope, scrap it, start over. Um, so most of it doesn't have anything to do with with hunting anyway, but more importantly, there were things that I'm very passionate about or were significant enough 
for me dealing with that I just started diving into a rant and just going off on some things that I've I witnessed or experienced over these past several months or you know things are going on but the relevant point being is is for those people that do follow me on my personal page know or probably know that my mom passed away last Thursday uh, she finally lost her battle with cancer um, and this past probably well at least at least this last month was was something that my I ended up yeah huh, this is why I end up having to redo these things because my brain is eight eight different directions um I get very tunnel vision I, I'm, I'm not a good multitasker and so when when I am thinking about an issue and it's something that I am I'm invested in whether it's emotionally whether it's intellectually uh, you know whether I'm investigating something if if I'm if I'm emo- emotionally or inve- well, it doesn't matter if I'm invested in something I will just focus in on that and I'll, I'll whether you say obsessed with it or um, tunnel vision I don't know you, you can put it how you want I don't multitask very well I handle one thing and then I move to the next and then when 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 that one thing starts to wrap up and I and I and I get my hands around it and I and I'm ready to finish it up then then my my brain and my mind can kind of transfer to that next item my wife is completely different I mean she is the opposite I mean she juggles five things at once and and I'm not talking about menial ta- I mean she's an attorney so she's doing legal stuff um, she's a wildlife biologist as well so she's doing consulting stuff um, she'll be doing website development and set, I mean she just does all sorts of stuff and they might be high level thinking type stuff and she thrives with that she's got to have multiple things going on all at the same time and if and if she doesn't she'll find something to throw in the mix that is not me at all one thing one at a time tackle it do it right do it well and then move on well as you can imagine um when it went for with my mom when it when it went from she's in treatment and you know going to the doctor and going through the hospital and doing all the things blah 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 blah, and she was able to walk and and things were well enough I didn't have to think much about it because the doctors are doing that and I could talk with her and she was able to do things on her own she was able to to be uh, self-sufficient largely well that rapidly as cancer do um so she had breast cancer she went for those who don't know just real quick um when she discovered that something was wrong and that she had you know a mass and and there was pain and that she needed to get it checked out it was already at stage four and so she elected to pursue a line of treatment that was not going to be surgery that was not going to be that nuclear option chemotherapy she was going to try some new methods to try to tackle it part of those methods the the trade-off the the side effect was it was going to deteriorate her joints and so and we had a conversation about this and this is this is actually <clears throat> even a couple of years ago we had a conversation about this and i apologize for my voice again i'm not i'm not joking you it has to this is i think is five maybe it's six i've i've i have tried to record this podcast now for the past I don't know how long 
And, I mean, they've run three, four hours of me just going off and just diving into the weeds and just getting pissed off about things. And it's like, okay, stop, re- regroup. So my voice is pretty much half shot. I apologize that for that. But um, So when when we were talking earlier on in her treatment, you know, that, that conversation came up. It's like, okay, if you're going to go down this road of, of less initially invasive techniques, there's going to be a trade-off of where you might not be able to move. You might be wheelchair-bound. Her thought was always, well, we'll find a cure and, you know, Lord's got a plan and blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, I trust him. And, you know, basically what I see with a lot of people and not a lot, maybe. I don't know. I can't say a lot. Some people, end-of-life issues I don't mean this disrespectfully but I've seen it numerous times I don't care what your faith is you can have the strongest faith in the world but I see people all the time say they will proclaim their faith in religion God, Jesus, their savior whatever but then I watch how they act. And I see so many times where people know that they are dying. We're all dying. But they, but when you, it's a different deal when, when you're literally staring down the barrel of, the, of death and saying, okay, you've got a timeline. You've got several weeks or several months. That changes your perspective a little bit. And what I saw with my mom, and I've seen it with a lot of other people, okay? And when I say a lot of other people, over the past several years, I've had a number of people close to me pass away for 2020 for 2020 starting in well it doesn't matter for 2020 I'm at nine right now nine people that I know nine people that are everything from close family excuse me close family friends people that I know and I like and I have very good memories of with. Nine people have passed away this year alone. None of them COVID-related, which is awesome. I mean, they're all cancer or freak accidents or whatever. But regardless, I've seen, I've been, it seems lately I've had the unfortunate opportunity to witness a number of people and how they handle end-of-life issues my i'm just saying there's some people that will live in denial and expect a miracle even though all science and all everything is okay it's just not going to happen so i i'm saying that because i think mom chose a direction to have treatment that was going to cause her long-term issues later on but she didn't expect to she she thought it would be cured or i don't i it's a longer story. So anyway, I say all that to say this. The treatment she was engaged in actually started to take care of the cancer. And it wasn't going to cure, but it was just going to just kind of slow it down and if maybe just put it on hold for a little while and give her a little extra time. But at the cost of it was starting to become difficult for her to move. And quite honestly, some of the treatment with the steroids and some of the other stuff it put on a lot of weight and she started getting bigger and it started becoming more difficult for her to move with her knees and everything else. Well, fast forward, 
They're doing more tests. She's feeling bad. Well, actually, no. She started feeling better. They did some more tests. They did another PET scan. And all of a sudden, there's just these, I mean, she's just riddled with new seemingly hot spots of cancer throughout her body. Um, again, fast forward long, you know, several discussions, blah, 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 blah. Turns out, while she was finding some success in the treatment for her breast cancer, she ended up developing adrenal cancer. And that cancer was extremely aggressive, went through her body, you know, kidneys, liver, lungs, lymph nodes, um, very quickly. And so she went from doing pretty well in the beginning of the year to about springtime when COVID already, you know, started popping up, not doing as well, just kind of not, eh, just kind of bleh, you know, having, starting to have a few bad days. And then it quickly morphed into, especially after that last test, um, and and the doctors, you know, they did, they finally did a biopsy and everything, and they looked at everything and um, realized how aggressive it was and what was going on. They were like, okay, I mean, we, we are, we're at the end now. Um, there's nothing more we can do. There's no treatment for what you have. And now it's all about quality of life and just making every moment count. And so that's kind of where, so April hits. I start, you know, the COVID is going. That's a bunch of crap. And again, if people are interested in my thoughts on just random and just general topics, I'm willing to share them, but I don't want to waste people's time. Again, you know, my my whole commitment to the so what factor, you know, why the heck are you sitting here listening to me? I hope I'm giving you something of, of content quality, uh, usefulness. Um, so I don't want to waste people's time. So April hits, COVID hits. Gonna juggle all that BS with our turkey hunts. First group comes out. It was a fun hunt, but it ends up getting foobarred because of of a just an innocent mistake. Um, so we had to shut everything down for the month of April. Push all of you know. Push the guy the the hunters that were able to. That's the thing is, geez, oh Pete, what a freaking fiasco! Again, we can talk about. May, if you guys are interested in some of this stuff, maybe I'll talk about them separately. But golly, we'd be here for four hours. Regardless, I had to push a bunch of stuff into May. It worked out the way the weather was. It worked out. All of our turkey hunts, if you follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, you saw, we we filled our tags. It was a it was fun. We had a couple ex, you know, a couple folks that were not previously booked come out and hunt, which was awesome because it filled in the gap on some of the hunters that either were locked down in their state and they couldn't come out. Or more importantly, what ended up happening, a bunch of people, uh, the state of Kansas shut down the license sales of turkey tags, and a bunch of our hunters did not buy their tag um, before this, you know, before that shutdown. Um, and they're out of luck. They, they couldn't buy a license. And so May ended up being just a, a fiasco. April was a fiasco. May was me scrambling to try to make up for lost time in April. And we did, and we had a, and a, had a blast, but it was just absolutely balls to the walls in May. Because as soon as May was done, as soon as the turkey hunts were done, I had a bunch of habitat stuff that I needed to do for our deer stuff. Now, that that will be a separate podcast because that that's a big story in itself because that's another freaking fiasco that, well, part of it was. We had a seed company. Um, I bought some seed from a company testing out a new forage, 
and they misrepresented their seed label and I ended up getting some weed seed in there that caused me now I've, I've got to go and just nuke out a couple of food plots that I made just because we can't risk having a, a new weed species in this area so pisses me off but anyway that's a longer discussion than that so for May and June well no 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 sorry 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 so for May I'm all in on my turkey stuff and as I roll out of May and start going into and we're still dealing with all the COVID crap as we I roll out of May and going into June that's when mom starts not doing as well and again the cancer's moving fast she decides she's going to stay in the home her husband um, not, I, I won't go into all the details. My mom, my biological dad and my biological mom split when I was a kid, when I was just like five, four or five years old. I, I went to live with my dad. I didn't reconnect with my mom until about four years ago, four or five years ago. So, um, in these past couple of years, she's come and visited and, and I visited her We've talked out. We, you know, we talk often. Um, but her, so when all of a sudden things start turning bad, she decides she wants to. In the family, her husband, her new husband, and her daughter, uh, that's there, decide they're gonna. She's gonna stay in the home, and they are gonna take care of her in the home. And again, this could be a. This is a, I. I just did two hours earlier, and I. I don't know if I'll release it, but um, that's a big discussion. Um, end of life stuff and, and what I've w- now going through it personally, I watched it with Kurt, uh, my friend Kurt Geist. I, I watched it a little bit, but I didn't live it. Um, in this case with my mom, even though I was there for some of it, I went and I went back and visited her, spent a little time with her. Um, and I was quite honestly on, involved with a lot of stuff on the phone remotely almost on a daily basis, uh, much to my wife's chagrin. She, it, it consumed a lot of my time and my brain power, uh, at the expense of a lot of you guys that, that were wanting podcasts. I was trying to figure out how to coach her and, and help her through, um, coming to grips with the fact that I, you know, she, I think she knew she was dying, but she didn't want to believe she was dying. And so she just kept resisting, certain levels of care, certain efforts people were making. Um, there was other issues going on there as well between the family dynamic that was very contentious. Um, it was difficult to understand what was really going on in the house because depending on who you talk to, you'd get a different version of what's going on. I was constantly on the phone with the hospice folks, just, okay, what's going on? What are her vitals look like? How are like, because it, you know, the cancer, that's the problem. A lot of times, if you if you've ever dealt with somebody with cancer that that's dying of cancer, everything goes well for a while, and then it seems like it's just somebody flips a switch and it's here we go, and and here we go, and so a lot of my brain power was spent in and around that topic. Um, I know, I and I and I appreciate. I, a lot of you have reached out, uh, sent your condolences and and your thought, and and I I. I'm not, I can, I absolutely greatly appreciate that. I, I, I cannot thank you enough. Um, but by the same token, and I know a lot of you understand, they're like, well, it makes sense and I understand you got priorities. Yes, yes, I do. 
the the thing that was frustrating for me was I knew as everything was going on, you know, I was trying not to make it my central thing that my brain was wrapped around, but it just, you know, when you're in a stressful situation or, or it, it, well, I can't even say that. The su- your subconscious is going to do what your subconscious is going to do. It doesn't matter if you tell yourself, don't focus on this. Don't dwell on that. Don't worry about this. Not your pla- blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Your brain's going to do what your brain's going to do. But yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, that's the thing is I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys want. I don't know if you're interested in just general, um, general topics because... There's been a there's been a number of things this summer that have literally that have been highly educational for me that I think would be highly educational or beneficial for you it has nothing to do with hunting. And then I've got a couple things that are just really chapping my ass lately as far as some of our these protest no, not the protest, not the protest. The rioting, the looting, the black lives matter stuff, all the all of what I'm seeing and and I'm really I'm I'm really bothered by the lack of leadership I am seeing within the community of our former military and special operations forces. And I've got some thoughts on that. And, and I'm, I may not even, I'm, I may pitch it. I may actually send a, a couple of emails out to a couple key individuals that have very large podcasts that um, I'd be interesting. If, I would be interested in whether or not they are interested in a conversation because I'm very worried about the direction our country is going in and I'm pissed off that I I I am perceiving an absolute lack of leadership uh where I think certain individuals could provide leadership and direction and focus and and um whatever I, again I'm going to go down this rabbit hole anyway I, I think I think we're I think I think we're missing some opportunities. Some no, not opportunities. I think we're I think we're shirking our responsibilities. Let's put it that way. For the republic, for the good of the United States and the future of this country, I think we're I think a lot of us are shirking our responsibilities and it's starting to chat my ass. But I don't have the answers. I have ideas, I have thoughts, I have just that's it. My thoughts and ideas and opinions and who knows if anybody gives two craps about it. I don't know. Let me know. All right, let's dive in. All right. That's 20 minutes of me rambling about. But anyway, I wanted, so why did I say that? Why did I give you the whole business about my mom? Okay, number one, that's, and not only, it's just not only my mom. Okay, so that's just where my brain has been. I just want you to understand where I've been. I haven't been sitting over here you know, my thumb up my butt, twiddling my thumbs or whatever you want to say, you know, just I, my, my brain has been elsewhere. Um, and I've, I've had some real hard looks at my life and just life in general and 2020 just in general. I mean, literally it went from, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. From illnesses like my mom to freak accidents of a friend of mine that, that died the day after my mom. He goes to, I mean, he's a couple years older than I am. Decide he's going to go out and I mean, doesn't decide. I mean, it's what he does. He's, he works his farm, his, his family farm, cattle, went out to ke- check cattle, check fences, ATV, 
on the edge of a ravine, checking the fences, probably hit a coyote hole or a badger hole or something, flipped him off the machine. He went down the ravine. The machine landed on top of him, dead. So, I guess for everybody, I mean, we can have this conversation if you want to have this conversation, but number one, people need to have a plan. I don't care how old you are. You need to really, really think about making sure you are prepared. What I've seen over the over these past months and what I've seen over the years is the people that are prepared and that have the ability that, that have already taken the responsibility of doing the things that they know that need to be done early. Get it done early, the less stress you have and the better off a lot of people are. Uh, not only you the individual maybe not only the individual that might be going through the health issue but the individuals around them, the family members around them. So what do I mean? So do you have a will in place? You, you need one. And I'm not talking about just printing off, you know, uh, you know, go to your Word document on your computer and printing off a page. No, but again, this is a, man, this is a deep, deep dive discussion. And there's so much here that we can talk about. Um, you need to have a will. You need to you need to know what you want to do with your medical. If you get in an automobile accident and you're on a ventilator and you're in a coma, do you want to be stuck on a uh, ventilator for uh, a you know ventilator for the rest of your life and fed through a tube, or do you want to be let go? Um, do you have a dinette? You know, do you if 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 you are essentially dead and they can bring you back to life, but you're going to be a vegetable? Do you want to have them? Re- resuscitate you do you want to do not resuscitate order okay um all these things you need to think about and i don't care if you're young and healthy right now there's no guarantee and, and like my buddy steve what i was just saying with the atv you know again there's there's a there's a deeper conversation here but there is no such thing as tomorrow there's no such thing as someday there's no such thing as you know I don't know. The only thing that exists is today and yesterday. Because tomorrow's going to do whatever the hell it wants. Regardless of whether you're here or not. And so, you can't think, well, I've got time, or I'll do it later, or whatever. You don't know that. You don't know that. Especially if you have kids. You don't know that. You could get T-boned in a, in a, in a vehicle accident on your way to work tomorrow, and then what? You know, if you're a two-income household and, and you've bought all these toys and everything else and you've got some credit card debt and all this other stuff and all of a sudden you end up in the hospital and you're on life support and you need major surgeries and you've got, you, all of a sudden, here go the medical expenses getting racked up. Do you have the medical insurance that's going to cover it? Yes or no? I can almost guarantee you, based on all the BS that's gone on with the medical insurance companies and, and all the insurance uh healthcare bills and everything, all the bullshit, excuse me, that's been going on. My guess is probably most of you don't. You have some level of insurance, but later on, you're going to end up having medical bills. If you end up with an illness, you're going to have medical bills. Who's going to pay for that? How's that going to be paid for? You know, what's going to happen if you have children? What's going to happen with your children? You know, it's it's amazing to me the number of people that you talk to, they're like, oh, well, if something happens, well, I, you know, my parents will take care of them. Really? The thing that you don't understand is, when, when, whether it's parents looking at their children or children looking at their parents or siblings, you don't know how people are going to react to a death in the family, especially if that death is yours. 
you may assume that your parents are going to take care of your children, but you might find out, well, you won't find out, but maybe you're, you know, what you end up, what ends up being reality is your parents lose their shit and they are completely destroyed by the fact emotionally, psychologically, they're a train wreck. They cannot handle that responsibility. And all of a sudden now the state steps in and is like, no, we can't let the, the grandparents take the kids because they're, they're emotionally unstable right now. So the state has to take the kids and what, put them in foster care simply because you assumed that, you know, that, that your parents were going to be able to take them. If you think that someone is going to take care of you or your kids or your spouse or whatever or however that is, you need to talk with that person ahead of time and you've got to have some level of confidence that they're actually going to be able to function and, and handle it because there's a lot of people that don't, that can't. I've got a, a relative right now that is having a hard time with the fact that my mom just passed away and he's, he's, he's not coping. He's not coping. So if anybody had to rely on him, good luck. Not happening. And so these type of discussions have to be had. You, you, you owe it to yourself. Go have a conversation with an attorney, a, a family planning type of uh, an attorney. And a lot of them, you know, they'll have the, you know, maybe there's a, an hour free consultation. Fine. Even if you don't have them drop stuff, just go in and sit down with them. You need to do this. Listen to me. You need to do this. Just go in and sit down with them and say, all right, I have no idea what to expect as I get older. What I have to worry about, what do I need to do to ensure my family is taken care of should something dramatic happen to me? They're going to be able to tell you this. And that's the thing, one of the things that that I just ranted about over and over again and I kept deleting because it just, one thing that started really pissing me off is about the fact is it, it seems like no one, no one knows what to do with end of life in critical care situations until that person's just in, essentially thrown into it. It's like, it's like, um, you ever bit, you know, when you were little and you're learning to swim, did you have that, you know, okay. One of the people that died this year for me was my grandfather, 92. Awesome. I mean, I love the man to death. I have incredible fond memories and they had a swimming pool when I was growing up. And I remember one of the ways he taught you to swim is he just picked you up, throw you, just throw you in the pool. Learn to swim. Throw you in, you're either going to drown or you're going to make it and you're going to swim. You're going to figure it out. It kind of seems like the same thing happens with a lot of people with end-of-life stuff or you know, all of a sudden cancer pops up. And now it's a, and that's the thing that pisses me off. It seems like every single family, every single individual that ends up in that situation is is reinventing the wheel for themselves because they have there's no one that's taught them what to do how what to expect what there's there's like no instruction at least with the with my 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 grandfather and you know at least if you get thrown into the pool they're standing on the edge of the pool coaching you they're giving you advice they're telling you what to do now whether you listen to it or not that I don't know but at least there's someone standing on the edge of the pool giving you encouragement. They're giving you advice. They're coaching you on what to do and how to get through it and how to make it. There's not a damn frick. No, I can't say that. See, told you. I freaking told you. This is why I've struggled to get this thing released because I just, <clears throat> this is where my brain has been for the past couple months and it's, there's a lot of things that piss me off. Um, it just seems like there's no one. I don't remember going to home ec class 
sex ed class, health class, whatever was class that you went to that, that you learned the basics of life or whatever. I don't remember them telling you about wills and do not resuscitate orders and, you know, long-term care wishes and planning and insurance, health insurance and, oh yeah, life insurance and literally what to think about with life insurance. I, I can't tell you the number. Well, yes, I can. I can tell you a number of them. I dealt with that with my mom. I looked at their, you know, I started going down through when it started getting bad and it started getting difficult for them, for, for her husband and her daughter to take care of her, not only physically because the steroids and the water retention because of the, the cortisol levels and everything else, she ballooned up to, I mean, she used to be thin, beautiful woman. Um, she ballooned up to about 270, 280 pounds, I think, at the end. And it took three people to get her up out of the wheelchair, and she could hardly stand on her own. Um, it became a physical thing that they were almost unable to uh, take care of her. And then just psychologically, emotionally, it was becoming too much where they couldn't handle it. And we were looking at their money situation and their finances to figure out, can we get in-home care? Can, can, can they hire someone to come help? And you start going down through the money. And, and I mean, some of the medications she was taking were $3,000 a month. That's her cost. Do you have an insurance plan that's going to cover that? Do you have a job that, that is going to cover that? Do you have enough credit card bills? If that happens to you, are you going to be able to eat $3,000 a month in, in medication? Or are your credit card bills maxed to the hilt already? Do you have savings that you can tap into that if you need to? Do you have life insurance that you could borrow against? And that's the thing that, that you know, with mom, they had a life insurance policy for her that, that just was enough, a few thousand dollars to cover the funeral expenses. Well, what the hell does that do to you? For, do for you? You got nothing. And so here you are, you have the potential of having months upon months of the, necessi the necessity of in-home care, but you have no money to pay for that in-home care. And you don't have any life insurance that you can go and borrow against to help pay for it. Don't set yourselves up for failure. I don't care how young you are. And quite honestly, if you are young listening to this, you're in a better position because a lot of times you can start buying insurance now at a very low premium and it'll lock in. It'll grandfather in and you just, yes, you're going to pay for it for 30, 40 years. Okay. But if you're talking about a $250,000 life insurance policy, it may damn well be worth it, especially if you have, if you have family history that is of high risk. I, look at me. So on my mom's side, she just died of, she had breast cancer and a very aggressive adrenal cancer. Yay. Freaking awesome. Well, guess what? Her mom died of severe disease issues and cancer. Oh, and her dad, so my both of my grandparents died of cancer. Well, that's awesome. So I've got two grandparents and a mother that just died of cancer. Awesome. What about my dad's side? My grandfather died of colon cancer and my dad has gone in and had polyps removed and everything else. So, um, any, anybody want to hazard a guess on what Chris Rowe is probably going to die of later on in life? I'll give you one. So I know that I am in a high risk category. I know this. And oh, by the way, my, my cholesterol, you know, genetically from both sides of my family is absolutely through the roof just absolutely nuclear through the roof. And I've had to get on a medication regimen now to try to get it down. And that's causing all sorts of problems. Jeez, oh Pete, why not? It's 2020. So I know I'm in a high risk group or, or a high risk of having problems later. So it, it is, it is, what do I want to say? 
it is prudent for me to plan ahead and actually make sure I've got something lined up for the future. You need to evaluate that for yourself as well. You need to talk to your parents and find out, do they have life insurance? Do they have good medical insurance right now? What does their savings look like? What does their credit card debt look like? I'm sorry, if they're getting up in years and and you are, especially if they're looking to you as, you know, when they start getting old and, and need help, that they want to look and lean on you. Well, damn it, they break out the books because we need to take a look at the money and figure out what assets there are and where's who's going to pay for what and where are they going to go and where are they going to live? My, my brother-in-law right now, his wife's parents, he's got Alzheimer's and dementia and he's not doing well. They're living in the home. with two, it, So they're taking care of the parents and they have two small girls. It, it's, a night, it's a difficult scenario. If you've never been in it, I can't explain it to you well enough to understand how difficult it is. But these things are reality. And that's, that's reality for long-term illness let alone a catastrophic, all of a sudden there's a, 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 a motor vehicle accident. And, and quite honestly, I'm sorry, but you're lucky if you just die. Everybody around you is probably just lucky if you die. Because the other alternative is you just you, you get so injured, you're either a vegetable and you have to be on life support, or you are meant you're, you're, you have brain damage to where, oh sure, you, you can be released from the hospital, but now you're the, you're the equivalent of a four-year-old kid that always now is going to have to be taken care of. I mean, I, I the amount of respect that I have now looking at some of our military families where their loved ones go overseas and something bad happens and they lose both legs. They lose their legs and an arm. They lose their arms and legs or whatever. And now, all, or they lose both arms. Now, someone is going to have to be there to take care of them. And the reality is you may need to be there to take care of someone. And, and let me be very graphic and be very direct. You may need someone around you that can wipe your butt. Ladies, you may need somebody to take care of you on both ends of the spectrum. You may be in a diaper. You may be in a, 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 a catheter. You may end up having a colostomy bag. There, bad stuff happens and it's life and it, it just freaking happens and the people that I see destroyed by it are those that didn't believe it it was going to they lived in denial they just they just dismissed it as a as a as something that was going to happen to them there's not a single one of us that's going to get off this little blue marble hurling through this the universe alive we're, we're not none of us are getting out alive it's going to happen one way or another are you prepared I guess let me just end it there here we go here I go. Like I said, man, I will go down this rabbit hole because there's so much there. I'll end it there. You need to spend some time. Go see a family planning attorney. Ask them if you don't have a, a set of parents that have been through this on their with themselves and had a good grasp of how to handle it, or you don't have friends that have been through this and know how, and, and have a good handle on how to grasp it and plan for it. If you have nobody that you can turn to, that you feel that you can turn to to give you answers, you can always go online and look. You can always look up, you know, do your research, but look up and find a family planning attorney and say, okay, what do I need to know? 
they'll be able to outline what you what you need, a will and DNRs and medical stuff and what your your health insurance look like. What does your life insurance policies look like? How do you want to lay all that? And start tacking them, just start tackling them. You need to put money aside. You need to live smart and don't overextend yourself with credit card debt. Because I'm telling you later on, if something does happen, holy freaking hell, it will rock you to your knees and everyone around you. The more you can do now to prepare, the better off you're going to be. All right? So, I'll end that. I'll end that. So, back to L-cutting. Um, yeah. A bunch of questions have come in over over the time, over time. Um, that I think, like I said, I think um, some of them have been have come up numerous times to where I think they're they're worth diving in tackling. So, um, you know what? <laughs> I tell you what we're gonna do. I tell what we, I tell you what we're gonna do. Let's just kill this. We're already running into about forty five minutes or so. Um, I know that was some heavy stuff to to listen to and digest. Maybe you don't even care about it. But it's not really the best mind, you know, frame of mind to just go from that. Like, death is happening. Death is coming for you. You better prepare. Now let's talk about wallows and how we hunt around wallows. That's a really weird segue that I don't even know if I'm good enough to pull off. Um, (laughs) Oh... Folks, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not lying. I have tried to get through this like so many times, but golly, there's so much to share. And it's just so frustrating that there just doesn't seem to be, I mean, I don't know, I, again, don't need to beat a dead horse. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff online that you can look for and you can look up and that you can discover. The problem is, Most of us don't even know what we don't know. So how do we look up something that we're not aware of? You know what I mean? How do you, how do you, how do you tiptoe into this ocean of fear, uncertainty, questions, confusion, emotion, grief, all of it. It doesn't ever seem like there was there's anything out there that says, "Hey, here's what." I mean, literally, I joke about this, but you could put together a website module on, you know, here's you know, here's what you need to do as you know, as you're rolling into your late twenties and thirties. Here's what you need to do to get yourself ready so when you're sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, uh, you're good to go. <sighs> anyway, all right, I'm gonna kill it. I hope I didn't bore you. I just wanted to let you know where my brain was these these past couple months and why you haven't heard from me largely. Um, and I wanted to at least give you that because that's been obviously pretty raw with me um, lately and over these past couple months, and I think it's important because I can't tell you the number of times I've seen people completely caught unaware or unprepared, living in denial, when, when death is staring them right in the face and they've known it, they've known it 
and they've they've lived it. They've allowed themselves to just live in denial, defer, 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 and then when all of a sudden the moment comes, it's it's it it just turns into this chaos that's exacerbated by grief, disbelief, anger, frustration, confusion. It's not good. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, the, the the two of you that are still listening. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your time. And uh, I will let me know if, you, okay, For I, before I sign off, let me know if you even care about this type of stuff. If, if you care about just general life stuff and, and just general conversation and general thoughts that go through my head, let me know. Then, then I'll know whether to waste my time on it or not or either dive into it because people are interested or if I'm just going to waste my time. But regardless, the next one, I'm going to dive into some questions. We'll go into some answers, and then we'll start rocking and rolling on some good elk content. I'll talk about some of my deer projects, some of the the prospects for deer hunting out here this fall, and the honest, the God's honest truth about that is this is one of those freak years where we had a couple of our hunters that did not a we had a couple hunters that had already planned on hunting somewhere else like iowa or they were going to draw other tags in colorado or whatever so they weren't going to come out and hunt this year and then the new people that wanted to come out and fill those slots did not draw their tags so we literally have a couple openings uh for deer hunting this year and the prospects this year are looking incredible so if you're a resident of kansas and you want a different option, hello, pick up the phone, give me a call, or just send me an email or a direct message or something like that. Say, hey, what do we got? Um, but if you are a non-resident and you've already drawn a tag, we're in unit, we're in deer unit three. Um, and so if you if if whatever unit, your whatever primary unit, if you if your primary unit that you drew was three, awesome. But if your primary unit is one, two, four, or seven, I think any any unit that touches three and you're interested. By all means, this is this would be the year to get it on the ground level because uh, we normally cater to those repeat clients and we, and we try to build long-term relationships with our hunters. Um, but the demand for hunting out in this neck of the woods is getting to such where it may end up being where our hunters are just on an every other year cycle just because that's what they need to draw a tag. And if you want in on that cycle and, and that consideration, wow. Is this the year to jump in on that cycle? So anyway, let me know. All right, <clears throat> I'm going to sign off. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate your uh, being here and sticking with me. And I, I again, I thank you all uh, for those that knew what had gone on and, and had known about mom or knew about Steve or um, <laughs> my grandfather or any of the others uh, and passed on your thoughts and prayers and condolences. I, it, it is greatly appreciated. I mean, it, it sincerely is. So thank you for that. I wish nothing but health and happiness and, and just, I, I want all of you doing well. I want you to get with your families and health and everything, but also with this COVID crap, your jobs, we need to get back to back to normal. And I'm, don't even get me going on the, excuse me, new normal crap. No, we need to get back to normal. So I'm hoping you guys are all navigating that well. And uh, until next time, thanks. Talk to you soon.